Hello and welcome back to Heading North. I'm your host, Nick, and this is the first episode back from my mid-season break. Took about an episode off just to uh, revamp some things and also get some new episodes pre-recorded. That way we can make sure quality continues to be what it is, as well as get out and take a few hikes and get some videos to start putting up on the website. That being said, if you go to headingnorthpodcast.com forward slash videos, you will start seeing some travel videos as well as possibly some live episodes and or pre-recorded video episodes episodes of the show. So this week is the second installment of the four-season hiker series focusing on the spring season. As this episode airs, we have set our clocks forward and there are only four days left until it is officially spring. During this time of year, the weather gets warmer and cabin fever is at its peak. Many are itching to get outside and experience the trails. The spring season has a number of obstacles that can make even an experienced hiker uncomfortable. So let's start with a few tips for hiking this spring season. Especially in early spring, it is important to check for snow and ice conditions. Though the temperature is rising, snow may still be prevalent in your area depending on the level of snowfall that came during the winter. It may still be melting and or there may be a day where temperatures drop allowing for more snowfall. I know in Minnesota I have been warned that we will get a lot of these freak snowfalls where it'll be 60 for 4 or 5 days and all of a sudden we get a blizzard. So that is definitely something to make sure that you're paying attention to. And also many lakes Lakes and water sources may still be frozen. So this is something to consider if you are planning on purifying water or carrying water with you or if you were going to be crossing across one of these rivers in order to continue on your hike. You may not want to do so over ice as it could break and you could get yourself into a pretty serious situation. During the early months of spring, snow and ice melt leads to saturated ground. This combined with spring rainfall increases can cause a considerable amount of muddy conditions. Before you go on your hike, make sure you check the trail conditions. You can check multiple websites or comments in places like All Trails. At times in spring, it is a better idea to pick a more mellow trail over a more advanced trail that you may traverse during the summer season, as there are going to be a lot of variables and conditions that could cause you issues while you're on your hike. Hiking after heavy rain or in extremely damp ground conditions can damage the trail. I've talked about this multiple times, especially in the Leave No Trace episode. You want to make sure that you are traveling directly through the trail and through these obstacles instead of traveling around and creating new pathways that can damage the natural space around the trail itself. This will be talked about heavily in this episode, but this does rise for the need of waterproof hiking boots. Just like in any season, it is important to wear the proper clothing. In addition to waterproof hiking boots, you will want to plan for rain and cooler temperatures. Full rain gear is essential during the spring season. I will talk about the need of a day pack to carry items like this, but there's going to be a lot of rainstorms. And in all honesty, hiking in the rain is a whole new experience that can be quite enjoyable depending on the ambient sounds of the rain, as well as keeping yourself cool during that warmer time, and just the difference in colors that you see during a rainstorm. On top of rain gear, the trail could be several degrees cooler and the temperature drops significantly when the sun starts going down or as the sun's coming up. So you want to make sure that you are either wearing warm enough gear or you have packed warm clothes in order to make sure that you can change in case those temperatures do drop. During late spring, it is important to be prepared for things like high water and obstacles on the trail. Rivers and streams may be running high due to rainfall and the spring thaw. This makes it important to take extra precaution when crossing these obstacles, especially when crossing rivers. The water is going to be moving much faster than it could during late summer or even in winter. So you want to make sure that you're prepared for those things when you are are planning on having to cross a waterway. 
In snow-covered areas, it is very possible that the limbs have fallen in uh, severe storms and due to the weight of heavy snow. This can also change the ease of many trails in addition to the muddy conditions, which is why I think it is almost necessary to take a little bit easier of hikes and save some of those more experienced hikes for the summertime. Spring also tends to be when invasive species begin to spread, so either before entering or after finishing a hike, make sure you remove vegetation and mud from your boots and gear to avoid spreading these species. As temperatures rise, we are ready to get out and soak up the sun, so please remember to apply sunscreen as you will most likely be wearing less layers of clothing and will be more susceptible to harmful rays. I know we are all the type of people where we want to soak in all the sun rays as possible, but skin cancer is a serious thing, but also... The uncomfortability that can come from skin tra- from sun trauma on your skin is going to kind of take away from the hike that you're having. So make sure that you are applying sunscreen. Don't be that hero or don't think that you're that hero that doesn't need it because you absolutely do. The spring season itself along with many other seasons, presents its own ways to enjoy the trail. Here are a few opportunities to allow you to get the most out of the spring season. One of the biggest things I can say is during spring, slow down a bit on the trail. Spring is when new growth happens in nature, and slowing down will allow you to take in these sceneries and views to watch budding leaves on the trees, blooming wildflowers, and fiddleheads and ferns growing up from the ground. This season is not only my favorite time to go chasing waterfalls, but also tends to be the best time to do so. Snowmelt and extra rainfall ensures that the falls will be gushing. Some of the photos that you guys see on my social media as well as on the website are all during that spring season. This is when the waterfalls are flowing the most, especially if you're not in a droughting uh, or going through multiple droughted seasons. It is absolutely important to take extra precaution around these waterways as erosion around the waterfalls makes the ground less stable and water will be moving much faster, as I was saying before, than normal. Um, so it makes it much easier to sweep you away if you do fall into the water, especially at the bottom of these waterfalls. I do not re- recommend going for a swim at the base of the waterfall during this time of year for these reasons. This time of year brings multiple opportunities to view wildlife as well. Migrating birds are all returning and begin to nest in these areas. So if you're in a place where you do have migrating birds, this is going to be a great time to be able to see those as they will be in lower nests or just moving around a lot more to make sure that they can make their nests. Also during this time of year, many animals are having their new babies. So seeing young deer as well as seeing other smaller animals is going to be very prevalent during this time of year. But this time of year is also when bears wake up and also when bears have their young. So it is important to take extra precaution in bear populated areas. Bears can be very aggressive when hungry and especially when accompanied by their young. Both of those things happen to happen during this time of year. So it is very necessary in order to prepare yourself for that and to know what to do in that situation. You can look back at previous episodes for information on that. And it is also recommended to add to your gear bear spray if you are in an area where bears are prevalent. Speaking of gear, uh, each season requires its own set of gear uh, to accompany when you are hiking. And here's some things that you should bring with you during this season. As always, in any season, it is important to bring the essential 10 items. These are those items in case you guys don't remember from previous episodes, the first of which is navigation gear. Whether that's GPS or map and compass, it is extremely important to have these, and it is also important not necessarily to rely on electronic devices only, so if you do have a phone or a GPS device, bring a map and a compass with you just in case, because let's face it, electronics can fail, and you don't want to be in a situation where you cannot access maps or uh, view a way to get out of the area that you're in. You also want to make sure that you bring enough food to get through your day, whether it's a day hike where you need to bring a snack or you're hiking overnight or doing a through hike where you need to bring meals. 
Water, as always, is going to be another key of these 10 essentials. And you want to make sure that you have enough water with you to uh, get through your hike. Sun protection, as I've said before, is something you should always have with you and should always apply to make sure that you're not damaging your skin or creating any further medical issues down the road. And you also want to bring appropriate clothing. This time of year, we talked about making sure that you have waterproof hiking boots as well as rain gear and some warm clothes just in case the temperatures do drop. You also want to make sure you have a flashlight. I usually keep a headlamp with me at all times. My Black Diamond headlamp uh, is rechargeable and works great for this. I I used it this weekend when I was out in Wisconsin staying in a yurt, even just being inside where there weren't lights. You also want to make sure that you have a first aid kit. You can get one of these from Walmart Target. I personally make my own first aid kit that I store in an algae and that way it keeps everything dry and airtight. A repair kit to repair things like your rain jacket, tent, boots, is something great to have along with you as well. And you also want an emergency shelter. This can also be something like an insta-heat blanket. Don't necessarily have to bring an entire emergency tent with you. You also want to make sure that you have some type of communication device. Usually a cell phone is going to be great or a ham radio or something along those lines. Outside of the Essential 10, you're also going to want to bring a day pack. I recommend a day pack on any short-term hike as it is, just to be able to carry things like your water, food, and your ten, other 10 essentials. But you're also going to be wanting to bring things in spring like we had spoken about, your rain gear. So a few good options for a day pack that run at a pretty decent rate is going to be the Osprey Daylight Cinch Day Pack. It comes in at about $60 at REI, and also on REI, there's a $66 option called the Alps Mountaineering Canyon 20 Pack. As I've mentioned multiple times in this episode, waterproof hiking boots are essential during muddy and wet season. Excuse me, the muddy and wet season that is spring. My personal favorite is the Merrill Moab 2 Mid-Height Waterproof Hiking Boot. I use these and I buy them every year. They average about $120 at places like Dick's Sporting Goods and REI, but I have had a lot of luck on Amazon. I bought my last pair, actually my last two pairs, for I think last time was $45 on Amazon and the time before that was $59.99. It all depends on what retailers are putting products on there and what price they're offering those for. North Face also makes a great ultralight option for both men's and women. They are waterproof hiking boots. They're called the Ultralight, or excuse me, the Ultra Fast Pack 3 Mid Future Light Hiking Boot. That is an absolute mouthful, but these will run around a similar price of $124 and can be found on North Face's website as well as REI. North Face has been coming out with a lot of really good hiking options, especially waterproof hiking options over the past few years. So I would recommend this if you're looking for a more, a little bit more of an advanced hiking boot. Recently, uh, jumping on my radar has been Solomon. I actually got a pair of Solomon hiking boots, waterproof hiking boots for my girlfriend coming into the spring season uh, for her birthday. And she was very impressed with them. I, I, From what I've seen with her wearing them, I, I'm also impressed. And it actually caused me to pick up a pair of winter trail running boots or running shoes, excuse me. And I can't be happier with these options. They're made extremely durable. They are all great waterproof material and very lightweight. As we've said multiple times also in this episode, rain gear is essential in the spring season. Uh, This is the rainiest time of year and staying dry is essential for hiking. A few options that I have are the Patagonia Torrent Shell 3. Now this runs for both men and women and come in around $149. If you are looking for that more affordable yet durable option, REI makes a few options for under $100. Personally, I use the Marmot Minimalist rain gear. I just like them based off of the weight, durability, and comfortability as far as keeping myself dry, warm, but also cool on those days where it is a little bit warmer. 
Spring is my first personal favorite time of year for hiking. It's warm but not too warm and offers an abundance of wildlife and new foliage to experience. Just like any season, make sure you are prepared with the right gear and knowledge to enjoy the trail safely. If you have any other questions on what to bring or what to have or what to expect during spring hiking, make sure you email info at headingnorthpodcast.com and I'd be more than happy to answer those questions. You can also just email if you want to post about a previous hike experience or travel that you're doing and you want that to be aired on the show. And as always, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Music in this episode is by Asylum Music and Media Works. For more from Heading North Podcast, go to headingnorthpodcast.com. And to find Heading North on social media, just search Heading North on Facebook and Instagram or Heading North Pod on Twitter. To support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash Heading North Podcast or pick up some show merch at headingnorthpodcast.com forward slash shop. And be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. 